Blog Talk Radio. Hey there, everyone. This is Stephanie Rule, and I'd like to welcome you to our April 2019 podcast. Our topic for this month is the 2019 NHA Global Summit, Making the Difference. The Children's Success Foundation supports getting the Nurtured Heart Approach, or NHA, into the hands of as many parents, therapists, educators, and professionals as we can around the world. Every few years, we host a conference called the NHA Global Summit. It is an incredible collaboration with four amazing keynote speakers and over 24 certified trainers of NHA from around the world presenting on how they use the Nurtured Heart Approach in their daily lives. Some of the topics at our upcoming Global Summit include violence prevention, social emotional learning, elder care, play therapy, Greatness Kids Initiative, residential treatment settings, Japanese and Jewish cultures, and building inner wealth in under-resourced families. It will be a jam-packed three-plus days of learning, sharing, growing, and networking with your peers. We will also have a Greatness Gala on Tuesday night with our NHA band for dinner and dancing. The Global Summit is not just for NHA trainers either. It is also open to the public. Whether you are currently using the Nurtured Heart Approach or you're eager to take your first plunge, by attending the Global Summit, you will gain a deeper and more profound understanding of the Nurtured Heart greatness in your home, your workplace, and in your community. So our upcoming Global Summit will be in West Orange, New Jersey, July 14th through the 17th, 2019. We hope you will come and join us this summer. So today we're going to hear from some of our presenters from our breakout sessions at our next Global Summit. And they will share just a glimpse of what you can expect to hear about in their, next, in their session. Our first guest speaker for today's show will be presenting at the Global Summit about NHA and SEL, or Social Emotional Learning, for teenagers and educators. And her name is Melissa Lowenstein. Melissa is an educator, writer, editor, and creative artist who has been an NHA advanced trainer since 2008. Beyond her work as a co-author of many Nurtured Heart Approach titles with Howard Glasser, she is Programs Coordinator and a core facilitator and trainer with a nonprofit organization called AHA in Santa Barbara, California. AHA brings its original award-winning social-emotional learning curriculum to thousands of teens and hundreds of educators and youth providers each year. So, Melissa, I'm so glad that you're here with us today. And You'll be presenting about NHA and SEL with teenagers and educators. And in my opinion, we simply cannot get enough about using NHA and SEL with teens and being an educator and using it with this developmental age. It's so important. Um, so we might have some listeners out there that have never heard of SEL, and I was hoping that you could give us just a quick snapshot of what that is. Sure, yes. So social-emotional learning um, is really, it's a missing piece of, of education right now where um, there's a huge emphasis on academics and on achievement in that realm. Um, there's very little sort of love, soul, and uh, relationship 
left in in modern schooling. Um, and SEL is really an attempt to reintroduce those factors into education. And what's true is that um, a lot of those factors that SEL programs are, are working to bring back into schooling are traditionally factors that ideally would, would be taught in the home, you know, that would be learned during normal development in a, in a family setting. And unfortunately, that's not really been happening in consistent enough a generation. You know, there are a lot of parents who just have too many stresses and too many competing factors to really be there for their kids. And a lot of those mm-hmm. parents didn't have socially and emotionally intelligent parenting themselves. And you can't give what you didn't get. So um, SEL really covers things like um, communication, listening, um, asking meaningful questions, um, learning how to be mindful in relationship, learning how to be um, how to be aware of your emotions, how to work with and manage your emotions. That's a huge part. And, um, And we also work with solving problems in relationship, like relationship repair. Um, so that, you know, there are many different approaches to SEL and ours mm-hmm. is, is one that's been cultivated over a 20 year run as a nonprofit working with youth and in particular with teens there, you'll find that there are big differences between SEL programs for much younger children. Like I actually think of nurtured heart approach as a really great SEL program. Mm-hmm. Um, in particular for younger kids, but then when you start working with teens, things change, as you, as we all know, who have teens in our <laughs> lives. Um, so a little bit a different approach really seems to work better with this with this group, especially because they they need to feel empowered. They need to feel like they are um, part of the guiding force, not so much being guided, but then stepping into a a place right. of leadership themselves. So that's what we really work to do. That's so important. Um, I, I just loved that that little piece right there because it is so important to help for us to help our teenagers learn how to step into their own lives and be the person who's in charge of their own lives because they, they truly are. But that transition mm-hmm. from childhood into teenage years is, you know, it's tricky. And it's not always yeah. um, an, an easy one to make. So this is uh, this whole SEL movement and with Nurtured Heart combined with Nurtured Heart is just, it's a beautiful way to help uh, make that transition smoother. Yeah. And especially right now, because there's been all this, what's the new, there's, there's helicopter parents and then there's some other new um, term. Oh. I can't remember what it was, but did, uh, you might've seen it in the in the news, but the idea that kids are being so protected against adversity. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think in part because they are not getting the tools that they need to deal with adversity. Um, So it kind of makes sense that that's going down. And I have, I have three teens of my own right now in my house. So I'm I'm living it in all my, all my, (laughs) yes. Um, And I definitely see that even with all my best efforts, with all the learning and, and knowledge that I've had working with Nurtured Heart, and working with AHA, like it's still that instinct to protect them. And when I see that they don't, they haven't 
had to rub up against the the challenges that might have made them stronger before they fly the coop, you know. Mm-hmm. And so the impulse is to, to is to protect them uh, against right. failure and adversity. And then you know you launch a kid who's never had to fail, and that's that's a scary proposition for the kid. Absolutely <laughs> right. No, that yeah. that's very real, and it's very real regarding this day and age that we do overly protect our kids from from that failure and adversity and mm-hmm. it's so important for them to experience that from a very young age they need to start experiencing it and see that you know a little bit of failure a little bit of adversity in our faces mm-hmm. is not going to break us it makes us stronger right right and, yeah. and and learning those tools i mean nurtured heart is a really wonderful um way to to resource young people and to build their resiliency. Like, I think it's mm-hmm. probably one of the best things I've ever seen. And I'm kind of a wonk. Like, I read everything and I learn everything I possibly can. And I've never seen anything that has has so reliably just solid in building resiliency when, mm-hmm. you know, when you fail. Like, I use it all the time on myself, too, when I'm taking risks and flopping and to build right. myself back up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, exactly. Yeah. So. so so I could sit here and just chit chat back and forth about this for yeah. a long time. I love this topic. Um, yeah. But let's hear about your breakout session. Can you give okay. our listeners a, yeah. a kind of a sneak peek? What are you going to talk about? Yeah. I mean, we yeah. know what you're going to talk about, but. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I, I'll start by saying that at AHA we have what we call the AHA method that's been built it was it was created initially by two psychotherapists right after the Columbine shooting um, mm. with the aim of providing a kind of support and community for teens that would prevent these kinds of things from happening ever again. Now, obviously, we our reach has not been adequate to make that true, sadly, but um, mm-hmm. that was sort of the founding principle. So we work in a way where... Um, we enroll teens or educators in a group process. So it's not just, I'm not going to stand in front with a PowerPoint. This is going to be a participatory experience for the people who mm-hmm. sign up for this breakout. And we're going we're gonna to do a check-in. We're going to get to know each other. We're going we're gonna to form like a little mini baby community just in that 75-minute period. Mm-hmm. And, of course, the topic at hand is going to be rolling nurtured heart into this kind of aha method format that we use and also the skill sets that we that we teach so we break down what we do into skill sets like um, creating group agreements understanding the teen brain um, managing emotions mindfulness deep listening and repair so those are the those are the topics that we're going to cover it's a lot i'm still trying to figure out how i'm going to fit everything in and not have it feel like a like a sprint because that's mm-hmm. the other thing is that we we want to create within that setting of that group a sense of spaciousness and allow people to really drop in and to not mm-hmm. feel rushed or like they're using their brain we want to have them head heart everything mm-hmm. enrolled in the process because that's how people learn best right so we want them to learn Absolutely. some new ways of working with teens obviously and just like with Nurtured Heart, anything that you want to bring to another, you first have to bring to yourself. So mm-hmm. that's, 
that's going to be sort of the, the main thrust is here are some really beautiful skill set. They're like sort of little mini social emotional life hacks. If you want to, if you like that term, I don't really like the word hack, but um, just ways to make small changes in the way that you interact or in the way that you perceive. Um, and then to use those as practices over time. So then ideally people will leave this breakout having learned these practices and they'll, and they'll use them themselves and then they'll model them for use. And, um, and then they're out there in the world and hopefully helping people. I know that all the skill sets that I will be bringing are skill sets that I work on and use every single day. And that my whole staff that I work with, I have a, I work with a staff of 15 or so. And we really utilize these also in our in our culture as an organization with each other. Mm-hmm. So, and the other part of it, and one of the reasons that it works so well for Nurtured Heart, we've been wanting to collaborate in some way with Nurtured Heart for a, a really long time. Um, mm-hmm. And this is sort of the first step towards that because Nurtured Heart is such a perfect, beautiful part of managing the groups and of really creating connections that, that you feel like they can trust. Because we work with a lot of at-risk youth and a lot of them come in not wanting to trust anybody. And, and okay. feeling skeptical, and um, and so the nurtured heart, particularly stand two, you know, the appreciation stand, and and stand one too, you know, not energizing what we don't want. Mm-hmm. Um, those have been really powerful tools for me and my work with youth, and even with educators, because we all know educators come in resistant too, and they want to mm-hmm. complain and kvetch about things. And so, um, yeah, I've been really, really inspired by the way these two approaches work well together in particular to serve teens. Yeah. It seems like it seems like a no brainer. Like they, they go together really just listening to your description. It sounds like they go together really well. Um, yeah. And I'm curious. I mean, I think I know the answer to this because to, well, to me, it sounds like this, um, your presentation Everyone should go to this. If you have a teenager in your life or you have a te- an upcoming teenager coming into your life, um, mm-hmm. it seems like this is a very valuable workshop to attend. Um, yes. Parents, educators, yes. it doesn't matter, you know, what, what your point, what you're using, who, in what fashion you would be using, using it in your life, whether you're a parent or an educator or um, a social worker. Um, yeah. It, Am I right? Well, what is your target audience for this? Oh, yeah, I everybody. I mean, I think anybody who works with youth, for sure, anybody who's a parent of a youth, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, right. And, yeah, I mean, it's really, it really is that of learning just a practical skill that you can apply to yourself and that then will be applicable to others in relationship I mean, I, I've been having this experience with somebody close to me lately who um, is going through a really rough time in his marriage. Mm-hmm. And um, it's funny, I'm not a therapist. People like people think sometimes that I am. It's just very flattering, but I'm not. Mm-hmm. Um, but what's true is that people, a lot of people come to me because I have these tools uh, and right. from Nurtured Heart and from AHA um, to really help guide people through a tough patch and in, in, in a way where they can really self-reflect in a, in a way that I think sometimes therapy can drop people into a, into a space where it becomes really heady 
Mm-hmm. And this and this is a really practical, I have just a practical set of tools for walking people through and helping them see themselves doing what they're doing that's not working. And mm-hmm. um, it really, a lot of it, a lot of these tools that I've, that I've got in my tool bag came from this aha method that I've been working with for the last 10 years. Um, so yeah, anybody who wants to be better at helping others work through stuff, that's, that's actually a really good audience for this particular presentation. Anybody mm-hmm. who works with teens, has a teen at home, has upcoming teens. The other thing too is that um, the the approach that we use is really playful. Like I, I just finished working with um, Celeste on her new book for, uh, the, on the Greatness Kids Initiative. Mm-hmm. Um, and she has, that book is full of really great activities like experiential learning of a lot of the nurtured heart method, you know, for, mm-hmm. for kids so they can learn it themselves and apply it on themselves and use it with others. And, um, and that has a lot of parallels too to the way AHA works is that we really get people active and experiencing things and playing together and laughing together. So that's the other thing. If you want to have fun and you don't want to just sit and watch another PowerPoint, <laughs> that's, that's <laughs> another good reason to come to my breakout session because um, we're, we're going we're gonna to get into it. We're going to really build relationship in that room. Yeah. Um, and, well, that, you know, and that's I another mean, thing the, people can get from it too, is that, is mm-hmm. that those, we have a lot of really tried and true ways to do that within a presentation model. So that's, it, that's another good way to use this resources. If you want some good ways to get people connected in a group that you're working mm-hmm. with, we'll offer that. Sorry to talk over you, but I want to make sure I included that. Yeah, no, of course. Um, I was just going to say that it's so it's such an important part of the learning process to have that um, playful aspect to it. Um, so I, mm-hmm. I, I, you know, one of my questions I always ask on um, these Global Summit podcasts is, "What is your takeaway, or what is a takeaway from your presentation?" Mm-hmm. And I've heard you say several already that I would consider personally a takeaway. Um, mm-hmm. One being, you know, the, the practical tools that. I, my visual of that is that these are like little, like a little toolkit that they can put in their pocket <laughs> yeah, and take yeah. home with them after your presentation. And they'll have all these practical tools to apply um, mm-hmm. once they get home or to their workplace, wherever they're planning on applying it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then what was the last one I was just thinking of? Oh, the playfulness. Um, that's a takeaway too, because a lot of people, you know, especially with teenagers or youth, when you're working with, with youth like that, it, it can so easily you can so easily be swept into the seriousness of it where you get yeah. kind of the fear you know the fear kind of takes yeah. over because it's mm-hmm. it can be a, it can be a scary time of life you know as an adult raising a a, a, a an adolescent it, there's so much going on there's so much right. uh, pressure to do it right and to not impact this this youth in a negative way um, mm-hmm. and to help them to navigate all the um, pressures of the world that are going on right now. So yeah. that playful factor is to me a huge takeaway for yeah, attending well, your workshop. You made me think of something else too. Um, one of the hardest things I think for parents of teens is to find ways to stay connected to their, to their teens. Yes in a way where if something's up, their teen will tell them. Because that, that, right. that's the biggest issue that I, that I see. 
um, in parenting teens and even in teaching them in schools is that they, they don't, if they don't consider you a trusted adult, they're not going to tell you when they really need your help. Mm-hmm. And um, so that's a very tricky balance to create, especially, you know, as an educator, that's the whole, you know, building trust with a bunch of kids. You walk in the room and they're like, who the heck are you? But right. even, even with your own kids, it's so easy to create a rift that then grows and then the kid doesn't come to you. And that's when the really scary stuff happens. You know, mm-hmm, exactly. and I don't, I don't mean to be alarmist or anything. I don't mean to harp on the negative stuff, but that's a lot of what I consult with people about who have teens is, okay, how do you get them to trust you again? The last time they told you something that was hard for you to hear, you flipped out. Now they don't want to talk mm-hmm. to you, right? Mm-hmm. So how, how can you rebuild that trust so that they right. feel safe with you? Again, and that's not to say that there's no consequences for bad behavior, et cetera, et cetera. But, um, you know, if your kid won't talk to you, that's, that's a really, a really difficult being it your is. kid safe. Yeah. It, ab- yeah, that's, that is the truth right there. Absolutely. Yeah. So how and do you stay connected? So how do you stay connected? Yeah. I love that. That's a big, that, a big one. Yeah, I, um, I think that attending this workshop would be so valuable for um, I'm so glad that you are presenting, and I really, really hope that I get to attend yours. <laughs> it's going to oh, be so hard. I would love that. I wish I could go to every single one of them. There's so many breakouts, I know, right? though. <laughs> I know. I was looking at the breakout sessions. I was like, oh, I want to go to that one. Oh, wait, I'm presenting at the same time. Yeah. I know. I know. Yeah. That's yeah. funny. Um, so, Melissa, I, you know, I don't want to keep you for too long. I appreciate so much that you uh, took the time today to come onto the podcast and share with our community just a little Reader's Digest version of your Global Summit presentation on Nurtured Heart and SEL for teenagers and educators and everywhere in between. Um, And before, you know what, before you go, I would love it if you could share with, with us what you are most looking forward to about attending the Global Summit this, this summer. Oh boy. Um, Well, uh, you know, being around nurtured heart people is so nourishing. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, I, no matter how many times I go to the CTI, every I'm there and it's just like a love bath. It's just ridiculous. Yes. It's so <laughs> nourishing and and positive and everybody's appreciating everybody else, like culture of appreciation on steroids. You know, it's just beautiful. Right. And it um, is. so that's, that's what I really look forward to the most is just being in that soup of goodness and appreciation mm-hmm. and, um, and also just being around educators and therapists and people who are really committed to the well-being of, of children um, mm-hmm. and who are taking that time to be in that space. I mean, it's just really always really inspiring for me. Yeah, yeah. I could not agree more. And, you know, it makes me think about parents out there who are thinking about maybe thinking about attending the global summit and it makes Mm -hmm. me think how lovely it would be to attend this global summit as as a parent and and not not because you're going because of your work or any other reason except just as a parent to be able to Mm -hmm. enter into this this world of appreciation um like you were just saying, is such a gift. Um, it's a yeah. gift for all for everyone because it, it, it notches you up. You know, when it notches yeah. you up in what you're doing 
in whatever aspect of your life you're using Nurtured Heart, it really helps to take you to that next level. So, um, yeah, so I, and, that, I mean, you get to bend, bend the ear of, of some really amazingly knowledgeable humans. I mean, as a parent, yeah. like I'd be, I would, especially having it be an early introduction to the approach, that would be incredible for a parent. <laughs> right. I know. Yeah. I, I, I think back to my early, my early years of learning Nurtured Heart and how much of a gift it would have been for me if I had got, attended a global summit before mm-hmm. I went to the CTI. That would have been a really, a really neat way to be introduced to Nurtured Heart. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Okay, Melissa, thank you so much. Um, okay, thank and you, And I look forward to seeing you at the Global Summit in July. Yes, I can't wait. Thanks so much. Yes. Okay, take care. Okay, take care. Next guest for today's show will be David and Jennifer Burke, who will be presenting at the Global Summit about NHA in an adolescent treatment center. David began his career in construction in Albuquerque in 1992 sweeping out houses for a local builder. He advanced within the company from warranty manager to VP of construction for the Phoenix division of Stillbrook Stillbrook Homes. In 2003, David started his own business, Burke Brothers Construction in Scottsdale, Arizona. In 2006, his health troubles began, and after emergency surgery to remove part of his intestines, David spent a little over a month in a hospital where his addiction to opiates and Xanax began. After four years struggling with his addiction, David found recovery in 2010 and has been in recovery for over eight years. In 2012, after meeting Jennifer, David's desire to help build and open Serenity Mesa soon took shape. David has successfully lobbied and was the driving force to obtain close to $3 million in capital outlay funding to purchase and renovate Serenity Mesa. David is currently certified in Nurtured Heart, CPI, Narcan Distribution, OSHA 30, and Safe Needle Exchange. He holds a New Mexico contractor's license for his construction company, Serenity Construction. Jennifer is the Executive Director of Serenity Mesa Recovery Center. Jennifer has a Bachelor's of Science in IT and an MBA from University of New Mexico. Jennifer spent most of her career as VP of IT at a credit union before finding out that her 16-year-old son was battling a heroin addiction. She became a full-time advocate in 2011 and has spoken at national conferences about youth addiction and the opioid epidemic. She became a certified nurtured heart trainer in 2018 and has since implemented NHA at Serenity Mesa which is a treatment center for young people ages 14 to 21. Hi, guys. Welcome to the show. Hello. Thank you for having us. Thank you. Thank you for being here. Honestly, I have really been looking forward to hearing more about your particular presentation, and I think that, gosh, I think what you guys are doing out there in New Mexico is such incredible work for our youth. Um, And your bios hold this truth and a beautiful story within them and really leave me wanting to hear more about what you're doing out there at Serenity Mesa. Um, And I'm just really looking forward to hearing a little bit about what you guys are going to be presenting about um, at the Global Summit. So do you want to give us a sneak peek or a preview into what your breakout session will be about? Yeah, sure. Um, And we're, we're very excited 
to present at the Nurtured Heart Global Summit this summer. Um, you know, we've been using Nurtured Heart at Serenity Mesa for about a year, and you know, it's been a it's been an interesting ride. And so, part of the the topics that we'll be covering is just how did we implement Nurtured Heart. Um, both with our staff and our young people at Serenity Mesa. You know, we work with youth age 14 to 21, so it's a difficult demographic. Um, anytime you're dealing with teenagers, it's kind of difficult. So, mm-hmm. you know, and then staff, we already had an existing staff, and we already had existing policies and procedures. So bringing in Nurtured Heart and kind of implementing that within a, an existing framework you know, was difficult. And so we want to talk about how how did we do that? What are the pitfalls that we experienced? What are the lessons learned that we had? And, you know, what are what can other people learn from our experiences? Mm, absolutely. I bet you guys have had all it's but I'm sure it's been quite quite a journey trying to implement something new in a in a center like that. Yeah, definitely. And it and it was, you know, it's we've had a lot of positive experiences happen, but it, it is, it's difficult because a lot of people have a hard time, you know, nurtured heart isn't something that people gravitate towards or accept um, when they first hear it, you know, they think, oh, it's just another training method or, oh, it's just another thing that they're trying to get us to do. And then when they actually see it work and they see how it's impacting our clients, um, it's really cool to see how employees just kind of naturally grab onto it because they can actually see the benefits and see it working. Right. When they see when they see you living it out as living out nurtured heart, being nurtured heart, as opposed to just teaching it, I would imagine that's that's the that's the turning point where they embrace it rather than right. embrace against it, right? Right. Where they, they actually see it for themselves and they see the young person's face and their demeanor completely change, mm-hmm. then that's when you know um, that that person truly believes that it's working. Right, absolutely. Wow. So, David, do you want to share um, a little bit about why you think they might, people might want to attend your breakout session? And maybe if you guys have, like, a sort of a takeaway for people, when they, what, what are they going to leave with when um, after your 75 minutes that you have to do your presentation? Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I think one of the biggest takeaways from our presentation is just going to be learning how uh, we implemented the techniques and um, the different tools uh, with staff and with clients um, in, in using the Nurtured Heart approach and the importance of having 100% buy-in from your staff. You know, if you have 80 people who want to do it and 20 people who don't want to do it, you know, Nurtured Heart has a hard time taking it's full effect. So it's getting 100% buy-in from your staff and um, ourselves. And it's, um, you know, we, we, we do this greatness board and we do check-in groups um, about greatness and we end the day with greatness. And it's uh, something that's so amazing to see when you see a kid struggling to find his greatness and you have the other youth with them um, and surrounding them, giving them support. And then they come up with greatness for for the kids who's having a hard time coming up with their own greatness. And Mm -hmm. it's focusing on the positive and changing policies and procedures, making them easy to follow so they're black and white. How important absolute clarity is when you're running a treatment center and Mm. um, a a place of recovery, um, and and then them understanding what the absolute clarity is and and what those consequences look like with that absolute clarity. But it's also just 
understanding that using nurtured heart in everything we do, from the time the kid walks in the door the first day to the day he leaves um, in his treatment teams and um, their individual meetings and their sessions and any interaction that we have with them, it's 100% buy-in. And I think that's one of the biggest things most people take away from it is just how we're able to um, implement Nurtured Heart into our program. Yeah, I, I mean, I heard you say several times the 100% buy-in. And so for me, if I were to be looking to, to try to implement Nurtured Heart in a treatment center or really any sort of business place, um, in a school, doesn't matter, any kind of place like that, I would be thinking, I, I would be thinking, wow, I really, I really don't know how to get buy-in from everyone. That is such a huge challenge that people face. So that is a great takeaway, I think, that um, people will get, it sounds like they'll get from, from your presentation, is the how to achieve 100% buy-in. And honestly, what I, what, I, what I hear just from the way you guys are talking is um, a lot of that comes from the way you model NHA, that you just live and breathe it. And that in, in and of itself will get you that buy-in. Um, but it sounds like you guys are going to have some really, really interesting um, advice for people and, and step-by-step sort of instruction on how to bring Nurtured Heart into an environment like, like a treatment center, um, which is fantastic. Um, so, Jennifer, do you want to share maybe a little bit about who your target audience is for your, pre for your presentation? Will it be parents, mental health professional, professionals, educators? Um, can you speak to that a little bit? Sure, absolutely. Um, I think, you know, just because we're a treatment center doesn't mean that um, our approach and the way that we've implemented Nurtured Heart at Serenity Mesa is only going to apply to other treatment centers and treatment center professionals. Yeah. I think, you know, we'll be able to use um, takeaways that we're hoping to discuss at this conference. If you are an educator, um, if you're a parent, you know, we do a lot of, even when we train our staff, we talk a lot about, we, you know, parents and parenting teenagers and using those as examples because I think people can relate, you know, if they can use it with their kids and they can see it working with their kids, they're more likely to take it to work and share that experience with other people. So I think parents um, is a huge, you know, anybody that's parenting a teenager or parenting um, a young adult, I think would benefit greatly. And, and just mental health professionals, for sure. I, I just think, you know, we, mo a lot of the nurtured heart um, information that's available is really geared towards younger kids and and adolescents, um, you know, in like elementary school. And I think ours is more towards the older demographic of youth. And so I think anybody working with that age group would definitely uh, benefit from attending our session. You know, and I got to add to that. I think that so you know, I I personally have two children that are six and nine years old, and I'm listening to you guys and also taking into account your personal stories that we heard in your bios. And I'm thinking, wow, just based on your experience from um, bringing Nurtured Heart into an adolescent treatment center, as on as well as your personal life experiences, um, I for me even though I don't have teenagers yet, I'm thinking, gosh, this seems like a great presentation to attend in preparation for that stage of life. 
Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Because I think, you know, we don't get, there's no instruction manual that we get when we're parents. And so we're constantly trying to grasp at straws to figure things out and more tools that we can provide people, um, especially ahead of the curve, I think the better. Exactly. Uh, you know, so here's another another takeaway. Just yet another takeaway for you for, from your presentation is maybe the instruction manual that we never got as parents when we first started having kids, right? Right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, you guys, this is great. I'm really excited for your presentation. Um, and I've been saying this at, after every interview I've done about these global summit presentations. So I'm getting myself into trouble here because I don't. I'm only one person. I can't attend that many presentations, but I really would like to attend your presentation. Um, and um, at the very least, I look forward to being able to meet with you guys. Even if I can't attend your presentation, I'll be in the same space with you, so I know I'll be able to speak with you and get to know you guys a little bit, which is um, true for anybody who might be attending the Global Summit. So that's exciting. And I just want to thank you so much for giving us, you know, the, the sort of Reader's Digest version of your Global Summit presentation um, and Nurtured Heart Approach and using Nurtured Heart Approach in an Adolescent Treatment Center. I want to thank you for being open and transparent um, and honest about what brought you guys to to opening this um, treatment center for adolescents. Um, There's there's a, a real genuineness about your life experience that just really helps people to connect um, and feel like they want to learn from you. So thank you so much for bringing that to us today. Um, before we go, though, I would love it if you could speak, both of you, a little bit about what you're most looking forward to about attending our upcoming Global Summit. Well, I think what I'm really looking forward to is just learning any new approaches, any different ways of saying things. I mean, we're we're pretty... You know, at Nurtured Heart, we've been um, doing it for uh, almost, it'll be a year by the time the summit comes, but just learning new approaches and new ways and new dynamics and different ways of saying things and seeing things and looking at things through other people's eyes. And um, mm-hmm. There's so much more to learn about NHA that I just don't think we've even grasped the beginning of it yet. So. I could not agree more. I've been living Nurtured Heart for over 10 years, and I still feel that way. I am always learning new things um, from other trainers out there in the world or even people who aren't trainers but have learned Nurtured Heart Approach. You know, I learn from them too. It's, it's yeah, that's a great, a great experience is getting to see how other people use and view Nurtured Heart Approach in their lives. How about you, Jennifer? What are you looking forward to? Uh. I think for me, I, um, I echo what David said for sure, and just learning from other people. And then I'd also like, I'm a visual person, so I'd like to see what maybe other other trainers are doing in their environments to use like tangible tools and ways to like visually show um, NHA in their in their environment. You know, whether it's greatness mm-hmm. boards or you know just visual ways to represent nurtured heart. And I know a lot of the schools have have done some pretty creative um, things in their classrooms, and I'm I'm really looking forward to kind of, um, you know, maybe learning some of the tools that they use and and bringing some of those back here and using them in our facility. Yeah, that's 
I, I, I too am a visual person, and that is something that I look forward to as well. I can't wait to see. There's so many, so many creative things that people have come up with um, for mm-hmm. using in their homes or their um, agencies or schools. Um, and the beautiful thing about it is that whatever the visual um, representation is, it can be used anywhere, you know, it, it, even if it's something, something that a school is using in a second grade classroom or in a ninth grade classroom. You can bring it home and use it at your home. You can bring it to your treatment center and use it there. You know, that's the beautiful thing about um, Nurtured Heart is that you can bend it and tweak it so that it me- meets whatever age and um, and way of using where you're using it. So it's uh, exactly. fabulous. I, I echo what you said. I look forward to it, to the Global Summit for that reason as well. Okay, you guys, David and Jennifer, thank you so much for being here. And um, take care, and we'll see you at the Global Summit in July. Awesome. Sounds thank good. Thank you. All right. Have a great day, guys. All right, so before I hang up, I want to say a special thank you to all of my Global Summit presenters who are on this uh, show with me today. And for our listeners out there, we would love to see each and every one of you join us at the Nurtured Heart Approach Global Summit this summer, July 14th through the 17th in West Orange, New Jersey. To register to attend the Global Summit, simply go to childrensuccessfoundation.com and click on the Global Summit banner at the top of the website. And here's to your NHA journey.